This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Anastasia. And it's Friday the 22nd of April. Coles will become the first major Aussie supermarket to offer carbon neutral beef. Victorians will get it first, but the line will be rolled out all over the country in the next 12 months. Yippee. B-Man, now the green jobs market, aka jobs in the renewable and environment sector, is growing. And it now accounts for more than 13% of all global work talent on LinkedIn. In fact, it's growing 12 and a half times faster than oil and gas jobs. Three very encouraging stories today, Stage. Let's do it. For our first, Zipco, the buy now, pay later company, has seen its credit losses widen outside of the company's target range for the first three months of 2022. Oh, it's risky business, my friend. What is the story? Zip is an Aussie buy now, pay later company that's been going global pretty hard pretty quickly. That's right. So it acquired QuadPay in the US. More recently, it announced its plans to acquire Sezzle in the US as well. But building its loan book and gaining more customers is proving to be a little risky too. You see, in Zip's third quarter results, they revealed some good stuff, like revenue was up 39% year on year. But stage, let's be honest here, there was some uh, not so wonderful stuff as well. Like the fact that credit losses increased outside the company's target range during the quarter. In other words, borrowers weren't paying back Zip as much as they have in the past. So what is the key learning here? Credit risk is the possibility of a loss resulting from a borrower's failure to repay back a loan. Ah, and importantly, Stage, this credit risk can increase as inflation increases as well. So here's how it works. When inflation increases, the cost of living increases too. And that's what's happening right now. Milk prices up, bread prices up, chocolate Easter bunnies. Were they always so expensive? <laughs> the annual inflation rate in Australia is up to 3.5% in the last three months. Compare that to just 3% in the three months before that. So if people are spending more money just to get by, it means they have less money to satisfy their financial obligations. I.e. to pay back their debts, to buy now pay later companies like Zip. For our second story, B-Man, regulators are going to greenlight Australia's first Bitcoin ETF in the coming weeks with an official launch party expected as early as (laughs) April 27. Uh, The Bitcoin ETF bandwagon has made its way to Australia. (laughs) Tell me more. So, quick recap, exchange-traded funds, aka ETFs, are funds with exposure to many different stocks. Now, last year, BetaShares, an Aussie provider of ETFs, they got the all clear to launch a crypto ETF. It had investments in companies that were in the crypto economy, like Coinbase, but no exposure to actual crypto itself. But steady on stage, because things are a-changing. <laughs> Aussies will soon be able to invest in an actual Bitcoin ETF with direct exposure to digital assets. That's thanks to an Aussie fund manager named Cosmos Asset Manager. Cosmos is investing in a Toronto-listed Bitcoin ETF fund with assets of around $1.3 billion. Which just so happens to give investors in Cosmos access to that fund and therefore access Mm -hmm. to Bitcoin via an ETF. Now, the product is set to launch next week pending the final all-clear from regulators. So what is the key learning here? We are looking at the first real test of demand for cryptocurrency ETFs in Australia. You see, here's the thing. ETFs are known for being less risky than directly investing in in individual shares. That's because ETFs diversify into a blended smoothie of different asset classes or stocks so investors can reduce their downside risk. And this, and the fact that they tend to be cheaper to trade, makes ETFs a pretty attractive investment for many people. In fact, nearly 1.8 million Aussies currently invest in ETFs. So Australians who have been keen to invest in Bitcoin but are a little bit scared about the risk (laughs) might finally be able to enter the market. Bombs away, I say. 
For our third and final story, laundry lords Procter & Gamble have revealed sales growth (laughs) is at its strongest in at least 15 years, and that's all despite hiking up the prices. That's the Gillette way, B-Man. What's the story? (laughs) Procter & Gamble have a stronghold on the laundry market and also the consumer care products market too. So that's things like Gillette, Olay, Oral-B. There's also Vicks, Ambiper, even Head & Shoulders very much comes to mind. (laughs) Now, sales in P&G's fabric and home care unit went up 7% in its third quarter as consumers stocked up on detergents and surface cleaning products during the Omicron wave early in the year. And Procter & Gamble has just raised its full year forecast thanks to some strong consumer demand. They've said, we reckon we're going to perform even better than we initially anticipated. Sales growth is at its strongest in at least 15 years. And the most interesting part about that prices are also at their highest too. Now, P&G reckon they'll keep an eye on any change in consumer behaviour. I.e. if consumers start to get tired of higher prices and switch to cheaper alternatives. But for now, things are coming along ambi perfectly. <laughs> I like it. So what is the key learning here? Unlike companies in the consumer discretionary space, those companies in the consumer staple space can afford to raise prices in times of economic uncertainty. Now, Anastasia, yesterday we spoke about how <laughs> consumer discretionary products are things that are the nice-to-haves. Like new clothes or streaming services. But consumer staples are the essentials, like hygiene products. And because these products are necessities, companies that make them can raise prices, generally without the risk of losing customers. And Procter & Gamble, they increased their average product price by around 5% just in the last three months, but they still sold 3% more. Compare that to consumer discretionary Netflix, who raised prices, Mm. but lost 200,000 subscribers. Flux family, we are wishing you a very happy long weekend but while you're having some downtime why not check out Flux's TikTok it's Flux.Finance not only will you see Brett and Justin on there but you'll also see me attempting to take on some TikTok trends it's a bit of a laugh (laughs) thanks for listening and we'll see you on Tuesday after the long weekend 